0: Welcome back everybody as we get rolling here on a Friday afternoon on Sports Talk. He's Adrian Bratis. decked out in the coolest purple shirt I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, this is this is styling, profiling. He's going with like a lavender look today and uh, he's rocking it, folks. He's rocking the purple today here on Sports Talk.
1: I appreciate it, Steve. I would rather switch shirts with you because I like that black 600 ESPN El Paso polo. That one's sweet.
0: Unfortunately, you arrived after these were made. I think this polo shirt was made when we switched over to 600 ESPN El Paso about 12 years ago. So you're a little late on these but that doesn't mean we can't uh, figure out a way to uh, get you all decked out in a, a black ESPN El Paso Polo shirt. You, the Foss, and everybody else that wants these shirts and these gear.
1: I think a lot of people want, I think some of our listeners would, would want some of these too. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, we've ha- had some um, questions about things like that. When do you have some swag like stickers like hats? I mean we got the stickers here in our studios but unfortunately we need to get come up with more 600 ESPN El Paso swag for sure.
0: Listen here's the deal on the stickers the stickers are like 11 years old I mean we Those got Those are them, awesome man. We got them made I think in like 2012 or something like that. Maybe they're 10 years old I forget how old they are but they're cool. They're Window decals, they're awesome, and you can, like, put them on a computer. You can – I mean, they're they are perfectly clear, and then they got the 600 ES Piano Paso logo. I love them. They're so old – We've got on the back an El Paso Rhino schedule from like the 2012 season, Adrian.
1: That's so cool. I, I'm all in with those. Uh, I have one on my laptop. I love giving these out, and I think um, you know we we need to still continue to hand out more of these uh, 600 ESPN El Paso stickers. I think another one, you know, when we're talking swag and things like that, I like the hats ideas. I like maybe long sleeve ideas. If we could do anything with uh, anything, come you know, like a quarter zip or anything like that, that would be just money. But yeah, yeah there's some good stuff that we could do
0: now listen we did the hats you weren't here we did the long sleeve polos you weren't here i mean unfortunately for you you, you just you know you arrived late on us that's all you, yeah. you are, you're a late arrival is the best way to put it but you know we'll see what we can come up with now let me tell you what we used to do back in the days when uh when mondo and i were working together We found some shirts, we bought them, we did them ourselves. That's what we did. We call our pal Chris Van Pelt up at VP Sports and we're dropping off a couple polos. Please embroider these for us. We'll pay you whatever the cost is. Thank you very much. And that's what we ended up doing. So we've got shirts that nobody has because we went to Target one day, found a couple of cheap polos on the rack, bought them, kept them, logoed them, and then those are the shirts we're still wearing today.
1: Okay, I, I like that, Steve. I think that uh, I got to do some shopping this weekend. I might go for a little higher quality price. Uh, you know, oh, shirts. you're
0: taking shots at no, Target? I, hey, no, no, Listen. no, nothing against Target. I'm wearing Target pants
1: right now. I love Target. Just give me some, give, give me a swoosh on the side. Give me a it Nike swoosh. It was a swoosh. champion
0: shirt. That's fine. Champion's I'm quality
1: stuff. I'm good with that. I'm just saying, give me a Nike swoosh on. Oh,
0: my you own. snob! You, you absolute snob! That is disgusting. to do it right. Give it me right. a Nike swoosh. Ah, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna throw up. All right, that's how we're going to start the show today. I see how we're doing it here on a Friday. That's fine. That is fine. Um, Listen, I own two 600 ESPN El Paso Nike shirts, and we bought them both in the El Paso Chihuahuas Pro Shop because Kevin found a budget for it in his uh, in his marketing budget, and we were able to get those years ago. Wow, we also, got a marketing budget? Also, before you arrived, I'm telling you, you missed out on everything. You really did. Like, we did all the things you wanted to do, we did, and you weren't here. You could have the coolest collection of 600 ESPN El Paso swag if you were just 10 years older. It's no, too bad. If
1: I was like 30 years older, Steve, I'd have the oh, best selection because. Wait, wait, wait. God, hold on, I'm going to be sick. Well, let me just say this because sometimes I'll go on the other side of the building and people are wearing like KROD sweatshirts that just look so fly. Like, I'm like. Where where are these uh, come from? I need a KROD throwback vintage sweatshirt that I could just wear to the gym or something like that.
0: I think years ago I took my 600 uh, – was, this wasn't even ESPN Pass. We weren't even ESPN then. We were just news talk, news radio. I think I took my KROD 600 black and red bowling shirt and and sold it at a garage sale. And that thing was like – the cl- it was a classic black and red – Six hundred bowling shirt that you would wear if you were going if you were going in a league.
1: Nice. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in on doing some more of those, Steve. I'm I'm with that.
0: Brad still has one, um, and a couple of other people might have them. They're they're hard to find. So those are those are like I said. You know, I, I forget if I it, it's it's mine was either either sold at a garage sale or given to Savers or Goodwill. But she, one of those three things. That's what we did with that shirt. My wife looked at it and said, "Serious." And I'm like, what's wrong with this great shirt? And uh, yeah, it ended up on the chopping block. Yeah. So, you it know? didn't make the cut. No, it didn't. But anyway, go find an all black Nike Polo. We'll get it taken care of. And then you could be the only one in El Paso rocking the 600 ES El Paso Nike Polo shirt. I'm oh, in. That? that sounds great. All right. I'm all in. Thank you. Happy to hear that. Uh, today on the program, the Jones Brothers are going to join us. Not the Jonas Brothers, the Jones Brothers. Aaron and Alvin will be with us, and we will talk to them via Zoom coming up about an hour from now. And I'm excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time with that. Yeah, this has
1: been a while since we've got a chance to speak with them, and they've got their charity softball game. That's their first-ever one that they'll be doing with the a a All the Way Foundation coming up at Southwest University Park next month. And they teased some interesting giveaway or, like, some bonus incentives for people who purchase tickets next week, uh, which I'm excited to talk with both of, uh, of the brothers about later on in the show.
0: I am, too. I am, too. That's going to be good. So we'll have that conversation coming up uh, live at, um, I believe five, so five o'clock live at five with the Joneses. It's going to be nice. Anyway, that's coming up today on the show. Uh, we'll also recap last night's wild game between the miners and the rice owls. You know, we were out last night at the desert Institute of sports medicine, huge turnout, by the way, props to Dr. Alvarado and staff got to meet everybody from the team. That was great. Uh, Love seeing some of my friends that, that came by to say hi, like Dr. Mark Scott and everybody. It was so much fun. We had we had a blast out there. And um, you know, as we were leaving, the game was well on into the first half. So Adrian, you probably caught the second half of action. And uh, what a crazy game! Miners up by twelve, tied at the half, fall down by eleven, and still come back and end up winning the game by two.
1: Yeah, there was a there's a big argument that UTEP shouldn't have won that game, but hey, you do whatever you need to do to, in order to win. And I thought yesterday's minor talk presented by Oscar Adi at this agency, I thought it was phenomenal. We had so many passionate callers last night, uh, just voice how excited they were about this win, talking about postseason play potentially not you know not necessarily with the NCAA tournament, uh, but you know kind of discussing on whether or not uh, UTEP should take up other postseason bid if that came uh, to their way. And then, of course... The transfer portal is looming right now, Steve. I mean, we're talking yes. about uh, you know the the end of the season. This is transfer portal season two, and uh, there's just, there was just a lot to talk about with uh, the listeners yesterday. I thought the way that UTEP was able to gut out that victory in the end, not allowing uh, Rice to score a single field goal in the final seven minutes of that game and clinching their first-ever conference-winning season since the 2016 year, I mean, a, a great milestone right there for first-year head coach Joe Golding instead.
0: I can't believe that this team hasn't had a winning season in five years. That's the first big story, really, to think about. it's In conference. Five, conference. In conference. Uh-huh. Five years since they've had a winning season in conference. So, happy they did that. Also, happy they're a fourth seed. I mean, you know, that's going to put them in the bracket for Middle Tennessee in the second round, potentially, and not North Texas, assuming they can get by their first round meeting, which I believe is going to be Old Dominion.
1: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, so first one will be Old Dominion. The winner of that one will likely take on Middle Tennessee in the second round, if that's going to be the case. Uh, And the Miners having a chance to take on the Monarchs, who they had to squeeze past uh, on the road uh, in Old Dominion earlier this year. I'm curious to see how this second matchup will be right here for the Miners. I think you do a couple things by playing the Monarchs. You, one, avoid Charlotte. You didn't want to play Charlotte in my my eyes. And two, uh, you have an opportunity to have an easier route – you know, to go further in the tournament if you think that the Miners can have a chance to beat Middle Tennessee. So uh, I think those are two big things that the Miners clinched yesterday with that fourth spot in the CUSA West division.
0: Absolutely it's uh it's a big one. And the way this season has gone, who knows what's going to happen next week. I mean, uh, they're not going to run the table, but I'll say this, I hope they, they impress and they can, if they can somehow get to 20 wins, that'd be a huge accomplishment for this team in year one.
1: Man, so that right now, as it looks, so they've got 17 wins under their belt, if they can somehow upset North Texas, that would be massive Possibly. and give them so much momentum. And it is possible. I mean, North Texas, uh, they've won 15 straight. Something's got to give, right? Steve, All straight like this come to an end, and maybe there's even an argument on the North Texas side that uh, this is going to be a tough one to get up for, the final game of the season heading into the tournament where they've got high expectations to finish off the
0: year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking at that first game. Look, I thought Utah did everything right. It was an it was an even first half, tied to 27 apiece. They played good defense. They held North Texas to 66 points. They did everything they could possibly do, and they still lost by eight. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and in that first game, it was the boom-be-enemy show. And that was it. They had no help from anybody else, although Verhoeven, I think, had eight points in that game. Really, Booman uh scored about 37 of the 58 points. Uh, so this big question is going to be, Can the Miners get more balance scoring and continue to put the defensive clamps on the mean green like they did the first time?
1: I think there's uh, two significant differences in this game right here. Number one, Thomas Bell is the best player arguably in Conference USA not named Kenneth Lofton Jr. and Jordan Walker. So those three right there are the best of of the best in Conference USA. Thomas Bell was unstoppable in that first game against the Miners. He had 18 points in 38 minutes of action and this time around UTEP's got Keontae Kennedy with more size and length to guard a six foot six guy like Thomas Bell. And I like him. Uh I like that matchup a lot for the minors in that favor. Keontae Kennedy's a shutdown defender and he could do a great job there. Plus I love the fact that UTEP's got the home court advantage for this final game.
0: Thomas Bell is averaging twelve and a half points and six point seven rebounds. And we're calling him one of the top three yes. players in the league.
1: Yes, no doubt, no doubt about He's
0: it. He's 6'6". He's an undersized
1: forward. Yep, I'm. I, mean, I totally understand. What that. makes He's Thomas still so Bell good.
0: so okay? Statistics wise. Thomas Bell is just another ball player. So, right. what makes Thomas Bell so good as far as uh, college basketball and CUSA?
1: Yeah, well, so number one, the advanced analytics love him. They think that he's got number uh, one of the best effective field goal percentages of all conference USA. They also really like his true shooting percentage. So, whenever this guy does get the ball, uh, he can he can really make some plays. But on top of that, Steve, he's not known as their knockdown scorer. They don't have this the the, the score who's going to go off for twenty points a game because they have a lot of balance. Tom they have guys who can score, uh, you know, ten points for all their you know, all their starters can score ten points easily. He has one of the best assist rates in the country, and I'm talking about Thomas Bell, and, and you know that's all per Ken Palm. So I, I'm just looking at those advanced stats when it comes to Thomas Bell, and I, that's why I'm calling him one of the best in Conference USA.
0: What about that six ten sophomore from Brooklyn?
1: Are you talking about uh, Tyler Perry or no. are you talking about uh, Ous- Usman? Usman, yeah, that guy is tough to stop. He really, he really uh, stuck it to UTEP the last time that they played. Uh, I look at guys like Titus Verhoeven, and he's going to have to carry a big one in this in this game tomorrow. Now, the big thing with Titus can he uh, you know play better perimeter? Uh, you know, uh, excuse me, uh, interior defense. Last night, Max Fiedler had a mm-hmm. great night against the Miners, so Titus Verhoeven going to need to adjust in order to stop Usmane, who's a uh, well. really good rebounding player as well
0: listen Titus got called on a phantom fifth foul last night that should have been on Sibley not on Titus took him out of the game and you know that was a big play that was a big big play in that ball game so Titus wow. Titus did not uh deserve to get called on that fifth foul but it's the way it happened by the way who gets uh, who gets to guard Bell probably going to be Hollins right That'd be no. a good little matchup
1: no I still think it's Kennedy he's got Do the he really? size and length yeah okay. he can guard so, one through five so he Kennedy I, on Bell yes I okay. like the Kennedy on Bell matchup
0: tomorrow okay We'll talk more about this in a moment. By the way, thank you, uh, Paul Marmaleho. He, If you had the under on uh, the UTEP discussion today, you're a winner. He said 10 minutes was the under. Do you really think, first off, when have I ever gone 10 minutes or more after a UTEP game the night before? Like, what am I going to lead with, Paul? Baseball? Am I going to lead with Krzyzewski? Um, Am I going to lead with the NBA and how bad the Lakers are? As it is, I gave you a break. All right? I led with embroidered polo shirts for five minutes before I got to the UTEP discussion. And that right there should have been on nobody's list. So how about that? Start the show talking about a purple polo that Adrian's wearing. It morphs into gear for 600 ESPN El Paso and costs the first five minutes of the show, which should have been spent on UTEP.
1: Yeah. well, I mean, what else are we going to talk about Come on, here? Paul.
0: Come on, Come on man. I'm, I'm, that's a generous 10-minute over-under. I thought the over-under would have been 10 seconds. In that case, I would have gone over. But 10 <laughs> minutes? Seriously? After a UTEP game? There's only one left in the regular season tomorrow night? Or tomorrow afternoon and 1? Come on. You, you know better than that, Paul. All right. Good start to the show. Happy to have you with us for the ride. The Jones brothers will be with us at 5. But first, let's go to Charlie 1 and kick it off right with this traffic update. Back here on Sports Talk. Get ready. Ah, uh, there it is. A little heart for you. Classic heart. Remember when Straight On first came out? I was a kid. Probably 79, 78. I used to play it on the queue, Back in those days, we had vinyl turning before CDs and tapes became popular. They had tapes. We just played them on, on vinyl. And this was one of the popular songs back in those days. Brings me back memories, Adrian. I, th- I feel like I'm... Feel like I'm, uh, you know, a kid again listening to some of these old classics. It's good. It's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, I like I like some heart in our rotation for yeah. sure, Steve. I'm all about this. I'm all about vinyls as well. So, uh good good stuff.
0: The Wilson Sisters, Ann and Nancy Wilson. Getting us back here on the program 22 past the hour. 8805763, that is our telephone number as we continue here on the program. Hey, by the way, Buster Olney with a rare tweet saying that uh, sources on both sides of the CBA talks that they're hopeful that a renewed discussion of the 14-team playoff field could be a potential breakthrough. How about that for baseball? Wow.
1: That that could be what's uh, what, what uh, gets both sides together right there, Steve.
0: Wow. Uh, players, uh, they were fighting it for the longest time because the players' attitude was, well, this is what the owners want the most. This is our biggest bargaining chip. So if we come to the table with 14, what are the owners going to do now? This is the real interesting storyline regarding the baseball labor uh, dispute is could 14 teams in the playoffs make it happen. So that is also really, really interesting. And by the way, hats off to the players who committed a million dollars to the workers whose jobs are on hold right now.
1: I really like that, Steve. I love the fact that they're taking a proactive measure right there and ensuring these people who work day-to-day jobs and uh, Major League Baseball organizations will get paid. I mean, that mu- you, we talk about the uncertainty for the players and the owners right now, but what about the people behind the scenes uh, doing all the work? And I'm so happy that they uh, they're, that are doing this for the, those workers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I'm with you on that one. But, um, you know, now the owners are going to suddenly realize, like, well, they're probably thinking, "Man, we look awful. Now we better, we better kick in some dollars too, because uh, the players are still in the show on this one and, and making us look even worse than we already look, which is bad to begin with."
1: Could you imagine, like, the the uh, the owners like guaranteed the salaries for all the full time employees across all the the major league baseball organizations? That should be the easy thing that they should do, right? Like, I mean, they're billionaire yep. owners,
0: but let's see if they actually do that kind of stuff. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Um, anyway, eight eight zero five seven six three our telephone number as we continue here on Sports Talk, plus a movie review today from Adrian Broadus. We got that on the show today. Um, and then we're also going to talk to the Golding uh, Boys uh, coming up at 6. Now, people don't know who the Golding Boys are. This is a very interesting storyline, okay? These are the managers of the UTEP men's basketball team who are currently ranked in the top 10 in the nation among college basketball managers they have their own circuit folks They play games against other managers whenever the minors are either on the road or in town. And this team has been so good, they have been ranked in the top 10 just about the whole season, Adrian.
1: Yeah, I don't want to steal too much from this interview, but I will tell you that they love their head coach, who is Earl Boykins. (laughs) They're sixth in the country right now. Yes, they're in the top 10 and ranked sixth in the nation right now. They got a shout-out from Joe Golding earlier this week. They got a shout-out from UTEP Athletic Director Jim Center from earlier this week. This week and uh, yeah, these guys they do all the work behind the scenes for this men's basketball program, and then on their off time or you know when they've got, whenever they have free time, they get a chance to play other manager teams and uh, and always they always post those scores as well. So I like I, I'm really looking forward to this
0: one. I had no idea that managers actually had their own circuit of basketball games.
1: I had no clue either until they told me, hey, you got to look at this. You got you to gotta see how many people actually follow this stuff. And there's almost 10,000 people who follow the manager games account on Twitter, which is very active uh, in terms of ranking these different teams, manager teams across uh, college basketball.
0: Awesome. So we'll do that in our 6 o'clock hour. So as you might imagine, we've got a busy show today. A lot in store for you. Eight eight zero five That is our telephone number if you would like to weigh in on the program today. And again, we would love to hear from you. Um, also, big news. There was some good NFL news. Good NFL news, especially hearing that the Cowboys are likely to give Amari Cooper his walking papers. That's a major storyline that I know a lot of football fans are going to be interested in prior to the draft starting in free agency. That is definitely um, not something that I expected. Uh, But let's put it this way. When you're due a large amount of money on the new league year, um, you always wonder, when the team can get out of it. And understand this. They owe Amari 20 million, fully guaranteed. And if they cut him, he would only count 6 million against the cap and not 22 million against the cap. And the Cowboys are projected to be more than 20 million over the cap. So they got to deal with Randy Gregory, Dalton Schultz, Leighton Vanderesh and uh, also, uh, J. Winkers, those are all unsigned free agents. So that, it just doesn't seem like they're going to be able to make it work with Cooper. And then suddenly, C.D. Lamb is your number one. Michael Gallup is coming off an ACL tear. And, and then uh, you also have, um, you know, and he's a, he's a free agent. And also, Cedric Wilson's a free agent. Cowboys are a mess. Yeah, they, they
1: probably want to keep their team intact, so they want to try to keep as many of these free, uh, you know, soon-to-be free agents signed with the Cowboys on the lowest deal they possibly can, but that's that's the issue right there And having somebody like Amari Cooper. Now, he's going to be missed. Let's, yes, let's just say that right there. I mean, for people who want to say, oh, you know, it's not going to be the biggest loss there. No, I don't buy that one bit because Amari Cooper was your clutch uh, receiver whenever you needed it. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is kind of your uh, boom or bust kind of guy. Some games he would would have um, a, a highlight reel type of game. The another game he would have zero catches, and you know a, a lockdown corner would just shut him down for a single game. Yep. And that's when they need that secondary receiver like Amari Cooper. Now, can Cedric Wilson step into that role? Eh. I don't really know. I don't. I don't think he can. But this might mean that the Cowboys look toward getting a, a weapon, uh, you know, coming out of the offense in the first round of the NFL draft. Who
0: knows? Well, they're working on that Gallup deal, so that is apparently but he tore his an extension. ACL. Yeah, but they're still they're looking to re-sign him right so maybe, they'll, maybe they'll maybe they'll get a discount on him because he tore his acl maybe that's the case
1: i think that's definitely correct i think they get a discount deal on uh, michael gallup i don't know how he's going to look when he comes back but again that's kind of like two nickels right there in exchange
0: for a dime in uh in amari cooper i mean gallup only had 445 yards and two touchdowns last season and he did that in how many games did he play I think he played close to a full season, so when you really think about that, I mean, they should get him for uh, for a – he should be a a very inexpensive uh, signing.
1: Yeah, maybe there's a, a free agent out there who'd be willing to take a a pay cut to join Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. It's it's kind of weird to say that, but maybe they could at least get some co- kind of quality receiver out of the free agent period and get somebody to uh, to come to Dallas like that.
0: Nine games for Gallup last year, 445 yards and two touchdowns. He did have over 1100 yards two years before that, so you know he was productive and he had 843 yards in 2020 during COVID. So he can play. The question is is, will, will he be completely back 100% from the ACL? Michael Gallup is fine. He's a fine receiver,
1: but he's not Amari Cooper, who's, uh, I would say, you know upward of some of the best receivers. I, I wouldn't call him a top 10 receiver necessarily by any means, but I, I would say that uh, he's very reliable, he's clutch, he has great hands, uh, he is has extremely good route running skills. Losing Amari Cooper is a significant hit.
0: Bottom of the hour, 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you, Cowboys fans. Uh, how difficult will it be replacing Amari Cooper if, in fact, he gets the ax here in the next couple of weeks? And uh, you tell me, um, is he the guy that really helps make that offense roll with Dak Prescott? would love to get your thoughts on that. Um, also interested to see where Amari could end up. That's another great question. Right now though, let's get over to Adrian. He's hanging out as this bottom of the hour sports center update. Adrian, thank you very much. As so we continue here 33 past the hour, um and again, Cowboy fans would love to get your thoughts on the Amari Cooper story. That is really interesting. Also, speaking of Cowboys, former Cowboy receiver Cole Beasley has been given permission by the Bills to seek a trade out of Buffalo. That's also a pretty fascinating storyline.
1: It is. I'm curious to know who's uh, who's in the market for a slot receiver like him. I think the, the best model is you look at his numbers from two years ago and just see how productive he was. I mean, he was still uh, he's still a very productive receiver. The the biggest questions you have is the durability with Cole Beasley. Uh, but I look at Hunter Renfro and how he had a, a pretty solid season with the, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and if you want to emulate something like that, then maybe you go after Cole Beasley. It's just a lot of money right there.
0: It is, but then again, if you're a Buffalo, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, ultimately, you can save, um, you know, on the uh, on on releasing him or trading him, six point one million in cap space with one and a half million dollars remaining in dead cap money. So that's good space, and the Bills currently uh, have about a million in cap space with moves expected in the near future. So this does make a lot of sense when you look at uh, Cole Beasley's future and getting out of Buffalo. So I will be interested to see where, in fact, uh, Beasley ends up when it's all said and done. All right, let's get back to the phones right now, and uh, let's go to John. He's next up as Sports Talk continues, 34 past the hour. John, welcome aboard. Happy Friday to you.
2: Hey, happy Friday, Steve. A couple of quick things. First, Mari, um, I'm not happy at all. I get it. He's due $20 million. But I would rather pay Amari $20 million, who I know is going to be in the lineup every game this upcoming season, than pay Gallup coming off an ACL tear, who you don't even know how he's going to come back.
0: You know, how much money are they going to give Gallup? Gallup's probably going to make a fraction of the dollars that Amari's making, right?
2: As he should
0: coming off an injury, but sure. I was reading... He wants like 14 mil. I
2: would not even give him – I'd give him seven, and I'd be like, okay, take that and let's see how you can return from that injury Yeah, and go from there. And if he rejects it, then let him walk.
0: Um, well, I mean, that's interesting, and, and they could, but let's just say this. Say they cut Amari and they let Gallup walk, then what do they do? Then all they've got is C.D. Lamb, so what are they going to do then?
2: Well, I'd pay uh, Wilson
0: Okay, so you would I, give I, how much yeah, how much money would you give Wilson?:
2: I have no idea. I, I, I would what I was thinking before the Samari thing broke down was whatever Gallup wanted 13, 14 million range, split it between Wilson and Schultz and go get another wide receiver in the draft. You can find wide receivers in the draft. Sure, Jerry's like good at that. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, but but yeah. at the same time, I mean, I like Wilson. And, and if anything, Wilson seems to be more of a value pick uh, than Gallup anyway.
2: Agreed. Agreed. I, I do like Wilson also. Yeah. You know, So that's why, for me, losing Gallup wouldn't, at least on my end, wouldn't kill me.
0: Okay. It that's wouldn't. Fair. And
2: besides, I, I really want the Cowboys to sign curse to a long-term deal.
0: I think that'll end up happening. I don't see them losing him. I think he. I think he sticks around. Too good. Too good.
2: So yeah. Too too good. They they've needed safety help for years. Right on. Anyway, Steve. The the real reason I called.
0: Oh, this wasn't it. Oh, this that no. was a
2: that was a bonus. I like yes. that, John. What's yes. the
0: real reason you called? This baseball lockout, Steve. Okay.
2: You know you you know me for years. Both of us are what maybe eight nine years apart, but we you know we follow baseball and everything. Steve, I'm. I blame both parties. I know the owners are the sole part of it, but I blame both parties.
3: Um, I
0: don't. I don't really blame the players as much as the owners. I'll be. I'm going to tell you why. I feel like the players have been more willing to negotiate. I feel like they've adjusted their offers much more than the owners have. I feel like ultimately, you know, you, you can you can say all you want about Scott Boris pulling the strings and having an impact on why where I was going you know, and 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 why the players you, haven't pulled you, the haven't you, haven't gotten a deal done yet. But I'm just going to tell you right now, there's no way to me one agent, despite as powerful as Scott Boris is, could ultimately make or break the entire players' association.
2: You're right on that. He can't, but I blame him for most of it. I really do. Um, I saw something about a week and a half ago saying that once they start missing games, Max Serger would miss 234 a game. Yeah. And I'm thinking, big deal. That's just a drop in the bucket for him. I don't pity him. Steve, if they're... I know they're already going to start missing games. That's fine. There's a few things, though, that I think they do need to fix, and I think they should fix, and it's not even with the big players. One, I think they need to really look deep into paying the minor league players more. That's, that's number one that I would fix. Number two would be, I would cut the season,
0: Steve. Yeah, I, I would too. Really I would. think 140 games sounds about right. That's, that's what I would what do. I was going to say. Yep. Uh, I, baseball season's, too, baseball season's we, too long. We, There's, we, no we, There's no we, doubt. There's no
2: doubt. We have been a minor league city forever. I mean, we had the Diablos for like 30-something years, then we lost them for a while, and now we've had the Chihuahuas for six or seven years. And I remember back with the Diablos, I believe they played 140 games back in the day when they used to be in the Texas League. Chihuahuas play 140 games. That, I think, is what Major League needs to do. They need to cut. This season, I know it's about money. I know it's about revenue. I know they would lose money, whatever. But they need to do something. And the last thing I think they really need, and this is would be to fix everything, not a salary cap, but raise the cap floor. It is.
0: Asinine, I agree.
2: I agree. Asinine that the Dodgers and the Yankees both have two hundred and forty something million dollar payrolls, yeah. and the Pirates and Marlins only have. Forty.
0: I know, and they have I no commitment to spending. It. They have no commitment to spending. They get to they get money on on uh, the luxury taxes that mm-hmm. the big league team, that the bigger spending teams pay. I, listen, I get all that. And by the way, yeah. I got news for you. Uh, Choua was playing 150 this year.
2: Oh, Okay, well that's cool. Well, like like uh, around that ballpark, okay. I would. But that's I mean, fair. That's fair. But 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 uh, 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 I, I'd stick to the 140. All
0: right. Listen, I got to run, John. Appreciate the call. Thanks for getting in. Um, I, I do believe that you know what when when the smoke clears, it, this is going to get done. We're not going to miss the season. We're not going to. We might miss a week or two. I think it'll be. I, I you know there's still a chance that by the time uh, we're heading to Phoenix, middle of March, they're opening spring training to fans. That that still could happen. It oh, really could.
1: Definitely. Hey, who, who knows? Maybe the talks will uh, really Intensify. gain some momentum uh, over this weekend yep. or yep. over next week, and then we That's we right. got a deal done.
0: That's right. right. We'll come back with more. Stay with us. Sports talk continues right here. After ABC 7 News 600, ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. We're about 12 minutes away from a couple of big, big high school basketball games. Chapin's getting ready to tip off with Mansfield-Timberview in the regional semis. That's going to start at 5. If they win, they get Amarillo next. Because Amarillo uh, was able to beat Mansfield 72-65 today in the first game. And that game is going to be tomorrow at 1. Now, for the life of me, I can't figure out why the UIL would have a game played less than 24 hours apart from the regional semis to the regional finals. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Why not at least give them a day of rest
1: yeah, the day of rest is so big, and I, I guess for Chapin who left a little earlier, it could be better for them if they were to win. But still, I mean, after playing a grueling game today against Mansfield Timberview, it's going to be tough to turn around and uh, and try to get this uh, under their belt, try to get another game under their belt. This is tough, Steve. I it is. I feel bad for these teams, but hey, if you're out there right now, this is this is the time to be there as far as uh, the Texas regional semifinal rounds with Americas and Chapin. So uh, you know, I I really wishing these two teams best. They've got a uh, tough tasks. Both of them have tough tasks oh, today.
0: I mean, uh, America's gets Arlington Martin at seven o'clock tonight, right? When we get off the air, that game's going to tip off. And then they've got to play again tomorrow. And I believe that's going to be at noon. So that's even worse. You got to go from seven o'clock tonight to noon tomorrow that's, that's a 15-hour, you know, that's a 16-hour turnaround. That's brutal. It is brutal, and the, the uh,
1: opponent that they would uh, ha- potentially have to play is even more brutal. I mean, you're talking about the winner of McKinney and North Crowley. Both teams have won over 30 games this year. I mean, those teams are very, very quality opponents. I believe they're both in the top 15 of the Texas Association of uh, uh, Basketball Coaches uh,
0: poll. Maybe. Yeah, that, that is really interesting. Hey, by the way, what do the numbers mean, like W1R8? What is that? Uh what what are you looking at right now? I'm not
1: I'm not sure what you're looking at.
0: I'm looking at Max preps when they have these like these little like right right uh, next to the team. So like America says W1, Martin is R8. I have no clue. I'm no no clue on that. I'm just trying to figure out if that's the way the seeds are or something like that. Probably not. I mean, I I doubt Martin's an 8 seed. Arlington Martin's a powerhouse.
1: Yeah, they really are. I don't know if it's a regional thing. I don't know. I'm not too sure at all about that one. Okay,
0: that's fine. I just, I mean, now that Max Preps runs the show, you just kind of wonder what that's going to be like. But I, I mean, wish them both the best of luck. And obviously, we'll find out how Chapin's doing during Sports Talk. More than likely, the Chapin game will be over before we finish the show today, or at least close to it. So we'll have an opportunity to keep you abreast on how that game's going to go. And obviously, with. K.J. Lewis being up for Dave Campbell's Texas basketball, uh, Mr. Basketball for the state of Texas, and the online voting going on right now. Hope he gets to keep his dream alive for a chance to try to play for a state title.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, when we talked to Rodney Lewis earlier this week, he talked about getting off to an early start uh, in these games, and they did just that against Amarillo Tescosa. Now, on the other end, Tuscosa came back in the end and made it a closer game than it really was. 57-53 was the final for Chapin. Uh, now they have Mansfield-Timberview this is a huge one for them. Now, remember, last year, uh, the Trailblazers, they lost to Dallas Jesuit in this regional semifinal round. Last year, uh, Chapin fell in this round as well. Uh, it was to Mansfield Summit. So this is where both journeys uh, you know, of Chapin and Americas ended last year in the regional semifinal round. Maybe this year is the year they can break through and, and go uh, off to the, the, the uh, Elite Eight here tomorrow, which would be played.
0: It'd be huge. Can you imagine if they could win two games like that and back? to back days and go to the final four how great that would be last time we had the final four in El Paso uh for an El Paso school wasn't that um if I'm not mistaken was that was that Andrus yes
1: Andrus yeah. either that 2014-2015 season under uh the late Jim Forbes that's right and uh, that's exactly right he they actually Isaiah Reigns on that team Juice, Juice was on that team so yeah that was a that was a solid squad
0: wow that's the last time and by the way we haven't had a state champion since 1976 in Eastwood High think about that for a second in basketball
1: that's a that's a real, that's interesting to kind of reflect back on. And, you know, the quality, the talent quality has definitely improved in this local area. Now, maybe this is finally the year that a team can make the run here in this Texas State playoffs.
0: You've been writing a ton. You put an article up on the basketball preview. You wrote about the game last night and you put up a great 10 storyline thing for football. You have been busy, busy cranking out stories this week.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And that uh, ten storylines to follow for UTEP spring ball. They just wrapped up their first week of practice. Uh, there's a lot of storylines. I, I think the guys who joined us yesterday, Shake and Bake, Prezameule, and Jadrian Taylor, they downplayed all the great storylines that are really around this team. And uh, you know, atop those, like they were mentioning yesterday, who's going to be in the secondary? They got to they got to improve that secondary with newcomers with some young talent that they have. And I'm I'm interested to see who comes out on top.
0: Shake and Bake. Uh, by the way, they could be hosting Sports Talk together soon enough. Those two. Have- Had a blast yesterday on the show.
1: They were great, yeah. I, I'm just you know thinking back on it, and you know when we went to the game, there were people who were saying, "Gosh, that was so funny to hear." I mean, they, they were they were so personable. They, they they have such great personality, and and you know they could just interview each other the whole show.
0: I'll say this, you know, when they were talking about eating six or eight thousand calories a day, and then I saw the amount of cheesecake that Praise was pounding in after the show. I was like, my God, that man is gonna eat. He first off, he's got a sweet tooth, and he was just going to town on that cheesecake. Well,
1: Jadrian was a sneaky one because he he caught us off guard Steve he got a sandwich before he joined us during the time when he joined us and then after he joined us. are you serious yes yes he gave the three sandwich salute I think he,
0: yes because when he was wow. leaving I saw
1: him put down a play and I was like wait a second that's got to be his third
0: one right there Oh, that's amazing good for him all right hey we are excited coming up next the Jones brothers that's right Aaron and Alvin Jr. leading off our two of sports talk right here 600 ESPN El Paso As we continue here on the program, we've got a very special treat for you. It has been a while since these two gentlemen have joined us on the program, but hey, we've got a very, very special uh, celebrity softball game uh, that's right around the corner, so it's only fitting that we get the chance to speak with both Aaron and Alvin Jr. on the program. The Jones Brothers with us right now. Gentlemen, welcome back to the program. How are you today?
4: Good, good. Thanks for having us. Doing great, thank you.
0: You guys look the exact same like you did the last time I spoke to you. It's only been about three, four years. You don't age. That that's a good sign.
4: <laughs> hey, that's a that's a great sign. You still look the same too, though.
0: Oh, thank you. I I try never to age either. That's that's the radio can really add extra years to your life, guys. That is the secret to to my success. This this (laughs) microphone, this studio does a lot of good. Um, A lot's changed since we last had the two of you in the studio, and obviously, Aaron, your career speaks for itself. Alvin Jr, you've been um, in the CFL, you've had a chance to really get some playing time over there and now you're in El Paso, you got the softball game right around the corner. Guys, this is over a year in the making, isn't it?
4: Uh yes sir, so we had had it planned for last year and uh due to uh going back to OTAs and um just the way the schedule fell, we had to postpone it. So uh It was kind of sad that we had to postpone it. I was looking forward to it, uh, but we knew we'd be able to have it in the future. So, like you said, it's been a year in the making. and uh, Just excited to get out there and and play in front of everybody. To
0: me, all delaying it for a year means is you get to plan more for this game. So, now you've had all this extra time. Alvin, I see you smiling. You're probably ready to get up there, take your hacks, have a little fun, and and see everybody here in town again, right?
4: Uh, I am – And I'm ready to win, so ready to go. That's not happening.
0: (laughs) I like this. This tells me that, Alvin, you're going to have a team. Aaron, you're going to have a team. And it's going to be, is it the two of you against each other and you guys build your rosters out? Is that the way this whole uh, celebrity game is going to work?
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely that's how it's going to work. You know, I don't lose to my brother, so uh, it's not going to start now. He always loses.
0: I don't want to tell you anything now. I don't know if your rosters are complete yet, but I will say this. We won three straight media softball league championships here in the early 2000s at the radio station. We built a dynasty in this place, <laughs> we beat the crap out of every TV and radio station in the city, plus the times, so I know all about when so- when softball games are being played what it's like playing to win because, guys, that's what we did back in those days, and it was co-ed media, and we still have the trophies to prove it.
4: Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> if, if we play, if we play, then, then I got to win. It's, it's not letting nobody else win. I'm competing.
0: That's what it's all about. That's exactly what it's all about. Uh, I have to ask you guys about the foundation. The, uh, really, the A&A All the Way Foundation has grown by leaps and bounds, especially over the last uh, 12 months or so. Let's talk about what the two of you have been able to accomplish off the field and how you've really seen everything grow uh, with the foundation itself.
4: Uh, yes, sir. So, um, we've been, you know, we've always kind of been big and, the community and um, through our foundation has just opened uh, more and more doors for us and uh, helped us help help us help other people. Um, and with that, we've uh, had turkey giveaway uh, Thanksgiving turkey drives uh, the past couple years. Um, we've done bike giveaways the past couple years as well. Um, we did some in Milwaukee and in El Paso. Um, we've jars for shoes. Uh, so every yard I rush for is a pair of shoes that are given away. Um, we went to the schools last year and personally uh gave out some of them. What else? Um free camps for free camps for uh the children, football camps. Um and also Freedom is uh was one of our big campaigns that we uh did this year. And that's uh with the military families.
0: When you look at the reaction, especially the reaction of the kids, when they see you and you you, you deliver some of those items to them, both uh, in El Paso and in the uh, Milwaukee, Green Bay uh, areas, what is it like for the two of you just to see the faces themselves and see the kind of difference you're making in the lives of so many young people?
4: Uh, it's life-changing because, you know, you you get so many different reactions from people. Um, and You never know how far a small gesture can go. I've had people tell me, Oh, um, I've never had a bike, or me and my brother are going to share this because we've never had bikes before. Um, I I only get one pair of shoes a year, so thank you. And just like little small things like that, um, where they know that they have resources in the community and they can um reach out and come to us, and uh, we're here to, we're here to lend a helping hand to everyone.
1: You guys have done the Jones Brothers Skills Camp in El Paso for a while now. Do you guys ever get a full circle moment when you see some of your campers now playing in college and, and you know, competing at higher levels now?
4: Uh, definitely. I remember uh, one, of the, one of our campers, he was uh, – <laughs> the first camp we had, he he was younger. He won the dance contest and uh, ran into him not too long ago working out. And uh, I think he he's uh, – he played at New Mexico State his first year, walked on. And uh, so I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I remember when you were little. So it's pretty cool to see um, those guys continue to stick with it, continue to put in that hard work, and it, it pay off.
0: What do you mean winning a dance contest? You actually, during your camp, gave a dance-off for the youngsters. Is, is that
4: true? We have a dance-off to finish the camp every year. Winner gets a prize. Maybe signed helmet, maybe uh, – what pictures all types of stuff anything. but anybody can anybody can get in there and then the the fans i love that fan the little campers they vote on the winner
0: oh that sounds amazing and uh do they get to do they get to choose their own music uh or do do you guys play music and they just got to get up there and improvise a dance routine based on the music how does it work
4: uh it'll it'll kind of start off you play whatever um the djs play whatever and then as it gets down to the finals we let them kind of Choose what song they want to dance to. Oh, I like this. This
0: is fun, I and mean, this has become a tradition. So we're gonna. So when the camp comes back, we'll see the dance off at the end of the camp, right?
4: Yes, sir. That and the fastest man.
0: All right, it's good. Have we had we had some pretty good have we had some pretty good speedsters attend this camp?
4: Oh uh, yes, sir. Definitely yes, sir. some good speedsters. <laughs> uh, it was it was some close ones. We had to call a couple of them ties. So uh, definitely some speedsters out there.
0: Aaron and Alvin Jones with us here on Sports Talk as we continue with more of the program. Again, a celebrity softball game is right around the corner. You can buy your tickets online. And by the way, if you get them starting March the 7th, there is a very, very cool offer that's going to be available. In fact, I want to talk about this right now because I know our listeners are probably wondering what can they, you know, when they go to this softball game, what will they have the opportunity to do? So if you buy a pair of tickets... Between March the 7th and March the 13th, you are going to receive an exclusive Aaron Jones trading card, or it could be an Alvin Jones trading card. Now, I know the game tickets are digital, guys, but the trading cards are going to be mailed out to purchasers before the game. Now, this is very cool. I was just told about this trading card set. Um, You know how popular trading cards are. Talk a little bit about what's going to be happening in terms of the the very special Aaron and Alvin Jones card set.
4: Uh, Definitely. So, you know, most cards are with, like, Panini, Leaf, uh, depending on the company, but these are our own cards. and uh, These are the only way that you can get them. Um, They're I think I don't know how, exactly how many uh are going to be made but they'll probably be number 1 through whatever and uh it's the only only way to get it so
0: <laughs> How's the um how's the cereal going? Do we still have uh, is the cereal still going strong?
4: Uh so we, the cereal stopped being sold. We we did very well on the cereal. Um I think I'm going to have to run it back for a part 2 of the cereal Absolutely. um improvise Go back to the drawing board and make them better. But uh no, I definitely it was definitely like surreal to uh, have my own cereal. Uh grow up I grew up looking at like athletes on the Wheaties boxes and I was like, I want my own cereal. So to have it and then to walk into stores and see it being sold is surreal.
0: I ate that cereal. And I'm gonna tell you something. I don't eat every cereal. I had to try it out, I wanted to see it. I liked it. It was good. It was good. Now here's the cool thing about your cereal. It was good without milk. It was good with milk. Now, not every cereals like that, guys. You realize that. Sometimes, you you know, your cereals is only good when you have enough milk in there, or maybe it's better dry. Yours had the dual ability of being good with or without milk. That's a very important part of a good breakfast cereal.
4: It has to fit my, my own <laughs> feel style. You know, I am feel like I'm a dual thread, So, you know, you got to keep the cereal dual thread. I like to, like you said, sometimes uh you can't always be able to pour it on you got to get the cereal and eat it while you're driving in the car the dry cereal so you got to be able to uh switch it up and do both
0: was it difficult picking the perfect uh the perfect style what you wanted because I can imagine from the testing process you probably had to go through a lot of different uh, trials before you came up with the finished product right
4: uh I kind of I had it narrowed down from the beginning like kind of what Two like kind of types I wanted to do uh, based off of, like cinnamon toast crunch and fruity pebbles. Those are my two favorite cereals. So, um, something based off of one of those two, but the touchdown squares made too much sense.
0: Alvin, what would you grew up eating as a kid? What'd you like the best?
4: Cinnamon toast
0: crunch. Ah, so so good. So when you pick cinnamon toast crunch, it was the it was the perfect cereal for the two of you. So it made it made a lot of sense.
4: <laughs> it made a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, sir. All my family likes cinnamon toast crunch. So it just went – it just fit perfect.
0: You guys grew up getting to eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Fruity Pebbles? That's just not right. I mean, you know, I figured maybe you were able to get, like, Grape Nuts or, you know, (laughs) Rice Krispies or Cheerios, and the family kept it healthy. I like the fact that you guys had Cinnamon Toast Crunch and also, um, you know, Fruity Pebbles. That's good. Good childhood.
4: We're just going to go run it off in a couple minutes or a couple hours anyway, so (laughs) –
1: that's good stuff. Hey guys, I want to go back to the uh, the charity softball game. I know that before, you guys had talked about bringing some special celebrity guests. Are there any guests that you could talk about with us and share with us that maybe could make an appearance
4: next month? Uh, so we're not releasing the roster until uh, the ninth, but we do have some uh, guys who, some I don't know if you remember from last year, but I, I threw a couple names out there, so we got a couple of those guys, but um, but we do look to bring in some more uh, big names and make this thing a lot of fun and uh, make it an experience for the fans as well.
0: When you say the 9th, are we talking the 9th of March or the 9th of April?
4: The 9th of March.
0: Oh, right around the corner. So in less than a week, um, that's perfect. Well, in less than a week, we well, gonna get the answer. Actually, that's it'll good. be the 10th.
4: Actually, it'll probably be the 10th. We have to... We have to give them to uh, our charity and stuff tonight, so we'll probably be released on a tip.
0: Okay. Um, I know one thing. You're excited about being at Southwest University Park. I've seen uh, Aaron's power. He definitely has home run power. That is for sure. Um, Alvin, just out of curiosity, and there he is. He's flexing. His, he's, he's showing us what he can do. Uh, Alvin, when it comes to you know your softball ability, how would you compare it to your brother?
4: Um, you know, I would compare myself to like Barry Bonds or wow.
0: before, before David Ortiz. Barry Bonds before the cream and the clear, or Barry Bonds after the cream and the clear. No,
4: I'm Barry Barry Bonds, full blown steroids out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's phenomenal! That means that means you're going to be hitting you're going to be hitting balls over the wall and into the street is what you're telling me. You're going to be hitting moonshots.
4: That's exactly what he just said.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good, Aaron. What about what about you? All right, so Alvin is Barry Bonds peak steroid era. What about yourself?
4: Ooh, I'm a little Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Fernando Tatis.
0: Ooh, that's a good combination. All right.
4: Yeah, a, little, a little bit of both of them. I got the speed to. Don't let me get on the bags because I
0: can, I can <laughs> still
4: I'm going to have to make sure the rules are that I can steal them in this softball game.
0: Now, I'm sure you're going to be worried. can steal a
4: slow pitch. Yeah,
0: that's, that, <laughs> that's true. And have you, what was the last time you guys played hardball?
4: Ooh. We were like a uh, second or third grade. Oh, my God. All but right. I have played in a couple of charity softball games since. So. <laughs> I got gotcha.
0: you. Last question, okay? Since tickets again between March the 7th and March the 13th for the Celebrity Game, you get the trading card. That's important, and you'll have a chance to collect the set. What's the message you two want to give to everybody in El Paso listening right now about what the Celebrity Softball Game will be about once they get a chance to be a part of it next uh, in, in April? Uh, the Cherry Softball Game is just a way to
4: um, support the charity, you know, and our charity, we're giving back to to our community, which is El Paso and then, uh, the Wisconsin area as well. Um, help helping us do that, and uh, it's gonna be fun. We're bringing out some celebrities, some athletes, um, get a chance to meet them, uh, in just a gr- great environment, great time, and, um, and just uh, thanking you guys for your your support um, for always.
0: I want to mention the website so people know they can get more information. It's called aalltheway.org. That is aalltheway.org. You will see the A&A charity softball game on the top of the website. So go visit aaalltheway.org. Get your tickets to the charity softball game because it's going to be here around the corner, folks, happening at Southwest University Park Tuesday, April the 19th. We're looking forward to being a part of it with you guys. Great to see you both. And uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us uh, here on Sports Talk today.
4: Yes sir. yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Good to see you.
0: You as well. From Aaron and Alvin Jones, right back to more of your phone calls. Stay with us. Charlie One is back with traffic right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to Alvin Jr. Appreciate the a a All The Way Foundation giving us an opportunity to hook up with them again. Looking forward to the softball game next month. It's going to be a lot of fun, Adrian. A lot of fun for us.
1: Yeah, I'm thrilled to hear what kind of guests they're going to be bringing, Steve, because mm. they could they wouldn't give it to us no, they when, wouldn't. when we asked, but uh, it's okay. We'll hear it soon enough. They said March 9th, so, hey, we'll, we'll hear soon enough about some of the celebrity guests that are going to be coming and joining this.
0: They didn't even um, tell it to us off the record.
1: I know. I know. Like, that's crazy. You know,
0: most of the time, hey, if you can't do it on the air and you can at least, you know, kind of drop it to us off the air, that's kind of cool, but we didn't get that this time around. It's uh, It was very difficult. Very difficult.
1: Maybe they're trying right now to solidify all the names that they can get, and there were some great names that they had under their belt. And Remember, um, some, some current Green Bay Packers like uh, Alan Lazard was in the mix. Uh, even some former NFL players like Vince Young uh, were added to their previous plans to do the charity softball game but I love this I love the fact that they're bringing in celebrity guests Uh, they've uh, often had former UTEP players join in as well so I wouldn't be surprised to see guys like Nick Needham Will Hernandez Roy Robertson Harris other former Miners who are currently in the NFL uh, participate in this event as
0: well oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so um, listen you know more than anything it's fun for the fans they're gonna love it and it's going to be good for them, uh, for Aaron and Alvin to come out and everybody just have a good time. I like, you know what? I'm all about just having fun at the ballpark. That's what I want. I just want a day. You know, last time I was at a park for a softball game, we got into a fist fight with Channel 7 and it made the news. So, for all the wrong reasons, like we don't want that. We want to see just everybody having a little fun and not have to worry about any kind of craziness.
1: Yeah, and I love the fact that this one has a home run derby. It's yes. got the game afterward, they've got a silent auction. They've got raffles going on throughout the the event. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: And if you think I haven't uh, forgotten about that incident with Channel 7, I'll never forget. Uh, Never. (laughs) It should have, like, a shirt that shows us all uh, after the game, all the pushing and shoving with, like, a, a caption that says, Never forget. That's me. I will never forget that. So,
1: Good stuff, good stuff. I, I love the fact that we get to hash out these stories.
0: Yeah, exactly. And don't you love the fact that it still bothers me all these years later? Yeah. I'm still as mad today as I was the day it happened. Yeah. I really am, you know? Come on. That's And that's why, by the way, that's why we don't have media softball. I'm telling you right now, that is why we don't have these charity media softball games anymore.
1: Area. That's all the fights that went on previously. Yes.
0: Yes. For stupidity. Like a co-ed tournament. This wasn't a men's tournament. Even if it was a men's tournament, all right? That would that would be fine. I've played in that before, and that's never been a big deal. But co ed co ed media league and and we have inc- we have an incident? Are you kidding? So anyway. I was uh I'm still mad about that all these years later. And there are TV partners. How do you do that to your TV partner, Seven? How do you uh, to your radio partner? How do you do that? So I still don't understand it. When Lovell comes in before he uh, announces it you know, like like his retirement show when he basically reflects on his career, I'm gonna ask him and say, You have any regrets like the softball game with the with the incident that happened involving us and, and seven and see what he says. He was maybe even, he'll say no regrets. He wasn't even there. He wasn't there for that one. They aired it on the news that night. It was actually on the local news.
1: I'm glad they did. That's good stuff. That's that's great. That's
0: great television there. And they had to bleep out some of the stuff that was being said afterwards. It was crazy. It was like Anchorman, Adrian.
1: Stuff. I love that movie. Yeah.
0: So it was it was the same kind of thing except it was like Anchorman on a softball field. It's a- the way it was. Okay. All so right. It was ridiculous. Anyway, eight eight zero five seven six three our telephone number uh, as we continue here at twenty seven past the hour. Hey, uh, let's check in right now with uh, Chapin and uh, their game and uh, find out exactly uh, what is happening because this is a huge one for them and obviously if Chapin wins they advance to the regional finals this is a big deal a big big deal and right now it seems like after one quarter of play Mansfield has the big edge and 10 point lead 19 to nine that is not good and an 11 nothing run by Timberview started off this ball game 11 nothing so that is rough hopefully Chapin can bounce back against Mansfield Timberview throughout the rest of this game oh and another thing very very uh big thank you goes out to Marcus Vick who messaged us on the app, here's the way it works. A W means the top seed from a district. An R means the runner-up from a district. Ah, So So if let's just say Chapin is W1, that means they're the winner of District 1. If Mansfield, Timberview is R8, they're runner-up from District 8. That's how it goes. So, hey, makes a lot of Marcus, sense. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, and uh, that is important. And apparently, according to Marcus, uh, Timberview tied for the district title but they were somehow seated second from their district.
1: Well, that actually works out for uh, the the Huskies in this manner because Mansfield Summit is such a tough team. They're the ones who knocked out uh, Chapin last year, so this year uh, having a chance to take on Timberview. I know they're trailing in this one, but uh, yeah. at least it's, a, I guess, more of a formidable opponent for uh, Chapin to try to win.
0: Before we get to the phone calls, this message came in from San Fran Sam on our uh, mobile app powered by United Bank. Sammy goes, as a veteran who stayed in El Paso upon retirement from the Army back in 2004, I've always been proud to claim the city as my home. But my pride in the city and the region and the military went to another level while following the accomplishments and class of the Jones family and their remarkable twin sons, wishing them continued success with their careers, their families, and their involvement in this borderland community. Well said, as always, From San Fran, Sam, who messages us in uh, on uh, our mobile app, powered by United Bank, as we continue here on Sports Talk. All right. We are approaching the bottom of the hour. I know we've got a caller on the line as well. I want to take care of everybody, and that means, yes, I want to take care of the phones because that's important. And uh, we're going to do that uh, coming up right after. Oh, we got Kevin on? That's right. Get out of here. Lovell's calling the, the show after hearing about that. He's not even going to wait until Mar- till May. He's going to get in on that now. Good. I can't wait to hear from Kevin Lovell, general manager of KVIA, our television partners, about that incident, that, that fight, the infamous fight years ago, which was crazy. I was in the middle of it. So we'll talk about that right after. Adrian, in this bottom of the hour, Sports Center update. Adrian, thank you very much. 32 past the hour. So again,. The, uh, the basketball game is a big one we're following. Neff Poppy letting us know it's now 27-14. Timberview leading Chapin, so we'll keep an eye on that one as well. All right. In the meantime, as promised, here he is, uh, the one and only Channel 7 KVIA General Manager, Kevin Lovell, calling in uh, and, and going to at least share some of his thoughts on what was without a doubt the, how can I put this, the one thing. That's happened over the years. That I will. That that still bothers me to this day. The fight at the charity media softball game that we did at Cohen Stadium, and Kevin wasn't even there to be a part of it. Otherwise, he would have been a peacemaker. He would have tried to separate the parties. But instead, Kevin, thanks for calling in as we reflect on um, on in, in honor of the Jones Brothers softball game. One of the craziest uh, softball games I've ever been a part of.
3: Yes. And now, Steve. You know, I like to be prepared, and and I need to do my research, and I always have. But in this yes. case, I am not prepared. I've All not done right. my research. I remember a fight at, the, at Cohen Stadium. I remember it was very bitter. I know that yes. I was not present. Let me, let me, I don't me... remember.
0: Okay, here's you the... must
3: have been there. I was there. I, I, I'm only calling to defend the honored integrity of the ABC7 team and players and staff. I'm sure they were above board. I'm sure that they were totally blameless. Oh. No fault whatsoever for the KBIA team. Right. Whoever we are playing, whether it be yeah. K, TSM, Carity, whatever, no. I'm sure that we were Lily White and pure and angelic.
0: Now, let me give you some background. Let me give you some background. <laughs> Here we go. Um,. We won three championships in a row in the media softball co-ed league years before this, okay? And Channel 7 was a part of that, and they were playing, and they were never happy with us. They were There was a lot of, you know, we, we dominated the league. We had to run. We were like the Yankees. We couldn't lose, okay? We put together a team of just dominant, uh, dominant athletes in that media
3: league. Ringers. You probably brought outsiders in. You know yeah, we don't... did. Like, if
0: you want to call Lou Romano a ringer, fine. <laughs> and Lou was right. already, you know, he was already past his prime in those years. So, you know. <laughs> His okay. his right. prime years was winning championships with KVIA back in the early nineties, but you know right. this was this was what ten years later. My dad yes. played on our softball team. If you want to call my dad a ringer, uh, you can. But anyway, Kevin, uh, I digress. So we play in this tournament game. It's a co-ed ch- It's it's for charity. It was the whole idea was just to have fun, right? We're at Cohen State. We're having a good time. Now here's where it got ugly. Okay. My general sales manager's daughter, who was in town from college on a tennis scholarship, was playing second base for us, and one of your guys slid in spikes high trying to take her out of a double play. That's where it started. And she oh. and she took her glove and hit the guy in the head and said, What are you doing? And that kind of started the dust up. And he goes, Hey, we're just playing softball. We're like, What? This is this is charity media co ed. So that's where it started. Okay.
3: Who we're, was it? Is he still a KBI
0: employee? No, nah, it was Kenny Molestina. But anyway, um oh, okay. But anyway, all back right, back right. to what back to what back to this. So it gets better, okay? It gets better. We're getting destroyed. We're getting beat by like, I don't know, 10, 12 runs, right? And in the last inning, I hit a ball, and there was a play at the plate. And because it's co-ed and your catcher was a female, I went in standing up. I was not going to try to slide and score and take out somebody when we're getting beat by 15 runs in a meaningless charity softball game. So I I come in standing up. The throw comes in. I beat the throw by a second, and she looks back at me and actually calls me a blank. Um, It's a word that involves a blank cat and starts with a P, so I think you probably know what the word is. She called me that for not sliding and trying to take her out.
3: I can understand your indignation. Okay. So On um so of KBIA staff and management yeah. all these years later, I most humbly apologize. If the record of events are as you described, it's terribly wrong what KBIA staff did.
0: I appreciate that, Kevin. I wish I would have I wish fair. I could have gotten that from you that, that weekend. That would have been yeah, so nice. Because after the game we do the the ceremonial handshake and that's when I went for blood and i started and i started yelling at the guys like what are you doing and next thing you know it turned into like a like a like a slugfest it was crazy like we, we had to break it up there were no you know fists were punches were sho- punches were thrown nothing landed but it was bad and it was recorded and on the news that night you guys aired it yeah, and and i was like I remember that. oh my goodness kevin it was crazy it was and that's yeah, why we've never, we've yeah. never, we've never had any media softball tournament since because of that. We're all probably afraid of what will happen if the, if the local media gets involved again.
3: Probably the wise thing to do.
0: I'm telling a you, a bunch
3: of crybabies on our on sometimes two sides, but certainly uh, I, I trust and, and confident what you told me is true. And again. Uh, I apologize. To you.
0: I'll Thanks never for forget it.
3: That, those details. Oh yeah, I remember now. It's coming back to me. I've played. I've Next played. Time I've. Molistina. I, I, Molestina's going to hear from me. Okay. Ah, uh, please. Stay in contact with
0: him. Where's uh, Where is Kenny these days?
3: Oh, he's a big time anchor in Dallas.
0: Oh, is he? Tell him. Uh, tell me. I still haven't forgotten. and I'm still as mad at him today as I was that day. Oh. So that's good.
3: I'll, I'll let him know. Please. Him know. That'll okay, be. Steve. That'll All
0: be right, great. Thanks, Ken. All right. we'll see, right, you, Ken. Thank you, Kevin, for apologizing for an event that happened over 10 years ago that obviously is still very much ingrained in my brain now. Uh, But that's what happens. That's when I think about uh, charity softball games. That's exactly what comes to mind all the time, Adrian.
1: Yeah, I I totally understand. Well, you got your apology, uh, Steve. There you go. Kevin Lovell calling in, class act, and uh, he apologizes here on the show uh, in front of all our listeners.
0: Chris Banks, 21, tweeted in, please tell me that Gary Warner, the original Ron Burgundy, was at the softball fight. Uh, no, he wasn't. Gary wasn't there. Estella wasn't there. Rick Cabrera was there, and he was instigating as well. He was another troublemaker.
1: Shout out, Rick.
0: Shout out Rick. Yeah, Cabrera, if you're listening, I remember what you did. You, you, you weren't helping matters out either. You were opening your big mouth and trying to talk smack too. So I, I remember that. I do. So anyway, that's just uh, a trip down memory lane. really is. And uh, am I competitive? You better believe it. Am I going to take out a female catcher in a charity co-ed softball game down 15 runs? Of course not. I wouldn't take her out if it were if it was a tie game and it was the game-winning run. I wouldn't do that. It's charity for fun. Okay. Anyway. Had to get that off my chest. I feel better now. Especially since the, uh, the Golden Boys are going to be with us in 20 minutes. Not the Golden Girls. The Golden Boys. All right? I'm talking about Blanche and Dorothy and Sophia and Rose. No, 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 no. Those, the Golden Girls, unfortunately, are no longer with us. We miss them. Great show in the 80s. Loved them. But this is the Golden Boys. This is the group of managers for the UTEP basketball team that right now is in the top 10 in the country. Adrian, I'm psyched about this interview in 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. These uh, guys have been through uh, multiple coaches, too, uh, within the UTEP basketball program, so I, I'm sure that they've seen a lot of things during their time, and uh, most of these guys are older guys, so they, they're they probably going to be getting ready to graduate here uh, this upcoming spring.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I can't wait for that interview. That's going to be fun. Hey, uh, this game is getting ugly, by the way. Chapin's down big, and KJ's in foul trouble, so this is really going to be an uphill fight for Chapin.
1: Yeah, and same with Antoine Holmes. That's the other um, problem. He's in foul trouble as well that's their two best players
0: three fouls each yes. how are you gonna stay in the game like that yeah it's tough it also means they're calling it very close that's and that's that's gonna be tough for Chapin so we'll update you on that in a moment stay with us sports talk continues 600 ESPN El Paso 48 past the hour as we continue well apparently I've woken up everybody Rick Cabrera is texting me now um that's great also, tweets are coming in like crazy. Leandro Valenzuela, Steve, please tell me it was Stephanie Valle that referred to you as a Sopranos character. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't her. It was not anybody on air. No. I don't know who the catcher was. Never seen her before. Probably a behind-the-scenes person. She played softball. I could tell you that. She was definitely built for softball. Tough, good hitter athlete. Not to say Stephanie Valle is not. For all I know, Stephanie Via could be a great athlete. Don't know, but it wasn't her. So I still don't know who that person was that, um, you know, called me a wussy, but didn't use a W. Don't know who that was. Um, all I can tell you was, yeah, that was quite the, uh, quite the day. Quite the day at the field. Last time I've ever played in a charity softball game. Probably the last one I ever do. I don't know. I'm enjoying the Sandlot baseball a lot more, Adrian. That's more fun for me right now.
1: Yeah, it seems like joining those men's leagues are a lot of fun, Steve. It seems like those get as competitive as uh, as what we're talking about.
0: Nah, all they want to do is drink beer and play baseball. It's fun. See, that's good. good. That's the lax lax kind of baseball. Very lax. Extremely. The most laid-back thing I've ever been a part of. Probably why I loved it so much. It was great. Nice, Just having a good good time.
1: Yeah, those are the best. Those are the best when you can do.
0: Absolutely. Hey, by the way. Good news. Chapin closed off on an 8-0 run into the half. Thank you, Nef Poppy. Uh, And a three-point shot by Bryson Goldsmith has them trailing by 10. Listen, that's doable. I'm going to tell you right now, you're down 36-26, but the key is going to be can... The two best players on the Chapin team stay out of foul trouble and not pick up number four and five because if they get out, if they go out of the game. It's a, it's they're, you know, that's going to be almost impossible for Chapin.
1: Yeah, and Rodney Lewis uh, is flexing his depth on his current roster for the Chapin Huskies. So he's always talked about the depth that this team has and how they have built it, and so you're really getting to see it right now with both KJ Lewis and Antoine Holmes on the bench uh, as they have three fouls early on into this one. Now it's at the half. Now you're looking at the third quarter. Maybe you play KJ and Antoine Holmes a little bit more, but just tell them, hey, uh, you know, maybe you stagger the minutes. Maybe you have KJ play some and then switch him up with Antoine just so you can get some scoring relief
0: from the two. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, anyway, 8805763, uh, that is our telephone number as we continue here on Sports Talk. Chris Banks, 21. I did not expect Ken Molestina to be the one instigating the fight. Uh, listen, he slid in spikes high, and, and and nearly took out our second baseman, who was a college soft uh, tennis player, and uh, just in to help us out. Our boss, one of our boss's daughters. All right, that was the deal, and he didn't have a problem with it. That was my biggest issue. He was wearing metal spikes. That's you know you're not, you're not playing with. When I say spikes high, it's like you're you're going with uh, tennis shoes or rubber cleats metal spikes on that's crazy who does that anyway and was it a legit play yeah if you're playing professional baseball and you're right now you know and trying to try to make a hard breakup of a double play sure not in a media softball game Chris Banks did say I thought maybe Paul Cicala or Louis Del Rio haha but now we got to know who the female catcher was I don't remember who the female catcher was I don't know couldn't tell you not an on-air personality but uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you, Chris. Happy you enjoyed that. <sighs> I bring up this story once or twice a year, but I think now that Kevin Lovell has finally apologized on behalf of Channel Seven after all these years, I think I'm done with it, Adrian. I think that is the last time you will ever hear me refer to the infamous KVIA, uh, you know, Town Square Media brawl that took place at the, um, you know, at the at, at that charity softball game.
1: We've heard it on the other side of the building too, so it's not just you, Steve. A lot of people talk about it still here in our building, so I understand most well, definitely.
0: We have a lot of people that are still working here that were involved in that game. A lot. Including my boss. So a couple of people. yeah. He, was, he got involved. He wasn't even playing, I don't think, at the time he got down and tried to break up the fight, which was pretty good. So, yeah. Anyway, that is how we're going to wrap up our number two here on the program. By the way, Awards to give out. Last night on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscott get to All State Agency, we have a couple of awards. Let's start first, Adrian, with our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Who was that one?
1: That was Keontae Kennedy. Scored nine points early on, was three for three, looked sharp, uh, and Jamal Bienemi all passes from him. So he was uh, pretty much dishing it out to Keontae Kennedy. Uh, his only only his second game back since he was injured back in December, he played 32 minutes minutes of action. He had three steals on the defensive side, six of 11 from the floor, and led the team in scoring. Keontae Kennedy, our hot hand of the game, leading the the Miners with 16 points last night.
0: Excellent. Listen, if you are looking right now as the weather starts to heat up for either a new master cool system or a new champion heating and cooling system, there are a number of preferred dealers that Wind Supply El Paso has who have been carefully selected for your needs. In fact, if you go to the Find a Dealer page at Wind Supply El elpaso.com. You'll be able to click on the links, call them directly, tell them you heard about it on 600 ESPN El Paso, and they will get you taken care of. That's the find a dealer tab at winsupplyelpaso.com. How about our player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest?
1: Yeah, this was a no-brainer for us. Jamal Bienemy, who flirted with a triple-double, 12 points, 10 assists, and the way that he was a floor general last night, it made up for uh, the, whatever whatever people wanted to knock him for in that UAB game. I know he was uh, he didn't shoot as efficiently as Jamal Bienemy usually does, but this one he was 5 of 10 and also had 6 rebounds, so he could have easily had a triple-double when it was all said and done. Played in almost every minute of this game.
0: Keats Southwest is leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. In fact, they produce parts for medical, automotive, Home automation and security, electronics, appliance, and so, so much more. You want to learn more about Keats Southwest and what they could do for you and your business? Go online to keatssw.com. The Golding Boys, coming up. Sports Talk continues right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. Start of our final hour here on Sports Talk as we continue. Along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplos. Looks like we got two headphones. We we don't have a third. We'll try to work on getting a third. You guys see the second one? There you go. Pop that on. You're all set. We've got the Golden Boys here with us in studio. Three members of the UTEP team that right now is ranked in the top 10 in the country as far as UTEP managers go. This is something I had no idea about. You know, you figure you're in this business long enough and you would learn about how this goes. And right now... I had no idea there was even a team called the Golding Boys until, uh, you know, this season when we heard that you guys are just having a terrific year. So welcome, all three of you. Thanks for being here. And uh, let's get started and talk a little hoops. What do you say, guys? Let's Let's do do it. it. Let's do it. Thanks for having us. Perfect. All right. So let's introduce all three of you first, because we're just meeting for the first time right now, and we'll go left to right. So start us off and let us know who you are, how long you've been with the, uh, how long you've been with the team, and uh, really, you know, what your role is as far as being one of the UTEP managers.
5: Uh, So I'm Eddie Fernandez, uh, born and raised in El Paso, went to Cathedral High School. This is my fourth year with uh, UTEP men's basketball. So good for you, Eddie. I went through three years with Coach Terry, and then. Uh, coach Golding's first year uh i think we all kind of do the same thing equipment uh anything a player needs laundry uh rebounding whatever time of day uh technology wise video helping coaches just getting them set up with whatever they need uh just kind of like the day-to-day operations we're pretty much in the office from 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day fantastic
0: eddie good to meet you thanks for being here thank you steve you got it Hello,
5: Steve.
6: So I, my, I'm Ernesto Loera, and it's my fourth year with the basketball program as well. Yep. And yeah, we, like what Eddie said, uh, we just do take care of day-to-day operations. We break down film, rebound, set up locker room, take care of jerseys, all, all that, all that good stuff.
0: Sounds good. And and Ernesto's fourth year for you, just like Eddie. So you guys came in together. Yes, same year, same first season, and you guys been there the whole time with each other. The whole time with each other, that four like years. Fun. I love that. And and you didn't play basketball in high school, right? You played baseball.
6: Yeah, I played baseball I'm, I'm at Malwood High School. Yeah. So I got into it kind of kind of funny. So I saw a post on Twitter that said the UTep basketball team is looking for managers, and I knew I wanted to work in sports. So who, who knew that one email led me here?
0: Yeah, because you're, you're not doing UTep baseball because there isn't UTep baseball. <laughs> no, there's not. So this is this is the only way you're gonna get to stay involved right now, right? I like that. Exactly. Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you, Steve. All right, you got it. Now let's right. talk to our, our, our final member of the uh, Golden Boys.
7: My name is uh, Noah Guerrero, and this is my third year with the basketball team. Okay. I graduated from Eastlake, also born and raised here in El Paso. I've right been a lifelong minor fan. I cried when we lost to Memphis so in 2010. So yeah. It's been a dream. It's been awesome to be able to work for this program and honored to be here.
0: Noah, you said, right? Yes, Noah. Oh Noah. Okay, Noah, were you at that game in 2010? I was. Steve. So so was I. Uh, Eddie, you were there too. Yep. So all the. How about you, Ernesto? Now,
6: no, I was probably doing baseball practice or something.
0: Well, how old were you in 2010? <laughs> Ten years old. Yeah, I could see they probably playing 10U ball or or
6: 8U or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I started playing baseball when I was three, and then I just I stopped as soon as I graduated high school. Right on.
0: That's cool. Why well, was at the game too then? 2010, guys. Adrian was there too, right?
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, I remember where I was, where I was sitting and everything, how crazy the crowd was, and, uh, and you know, the heartbreaking loss for the Miners.
0: I was on the court shooting the game, and to this moment, I still I remember the crowd, and I remember when that 12-point lead hit with six minutes left, and thinking to myself, this one's in the bag. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> no lead is a safe lead, and that one just drives you crazy because if there's one game you want back, it's that one. That's the game. And, it, and it's on YouTube for us to relive the uh, haunting
5: memories all these years later. Right, guys? Oh, man. Don't tell us about it. We, st- I think we still have PTSD from it as, as minor fans. <laughs> I believe it.
0: Um, now, Noah, you said this is your third year. What got you involved as a manager?
7: I'm, I'm interested in working in sports as well, so just being proactive. And I saw that this would be a great opportunity for me to get in. And while I'm at UTEP studying, being able to help out the basketball team was Something I was interested in.
0: Good for you, Noah. No, you look like I did when I was your age. I like that. That's (laughs) good. Yeah, you got the whole. I got. You got more hair than I ever did, but I'm telling (laughs) you, that's good. You remind me of myself, which is nice. Uh, All right, guys, let's talk about something else here. Now Uh, you were playing basketball in a kind of like a league that gets no notice. I mean, nobody really knows about what you guys do. How long has a secret managers league, as a side league, been going on as far as
5: college basketball goes? Uh, I want to say it's been maybe five to six years. Uh,
6: yeah, the the earliest I've seen the manager page goes is around twenty sixteen. So I'm assuming around 2015, 2016 is when they started it. Mm-hmm. So it's around by by three or four former managers, mm-hmm. and they just started it because I, I I assume they were playing manager games back when they were managers. And it's it's a whole it's a whole deal. There's there's rankings, and at the final four festivities, they have a court made for the last four teams uh, of man.
0: Of the manager games. Really? So there's a final four for manager, for manager games. And we're saying, so, like, the point is, if you guys, because right now you're in the top ten, get to the final four of manager basketball, you will go to the final four and play for a chance to win the national championship of manager ball. Exactly. That's huge, guys. That is yeah. huge. Now, when you first did, you guys first start doing this four years ago when you all arrived. How long have you been playing? How long has UTEP had a manager team? Uh, I think the year before they they had they had a team, but
6: I, it wasn't as as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, don't, I haven't heard of anything of them having a team.
0: So wait a minute. This is like—is this the first time the three of you have played, or did you play last season?
6: Last season we couldn't play due, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. The,
0: the manager games
6: page tweeted out that there will be no manager games last year.
0: Did you play in twenty? Did you play in the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season?
5: Uh, I don't think we did. I think in our four years, we've only in the first three years we only played one game, which was our first year. Okay, and that's just because uh, you know having enough managers or finding enough people that want to play this year was kind of like, all right, we have three of us, and then it's like, all right, our GAs Nick and Giles, you guys want to play? Yeah, sure, we'll play, and then go to the coaches, like, any of you guys want to play? Yeah, we'll play, and all of a sudden nice. you have know, a little squad of seven or eight and you can actually get the ball rolling and play a lot of games and, you know, actually look forward to it.
0: But I'm, but I'm worried about you guys because since a lot of you are probably seniors, this is your last hurrah, right, Eddie? I mean, is that is that the case? And, I mean, Ernesto, same thing with you. You guys, this is it? Yeah. Yeah, I this mean. Is your, this is your last run, right? This is, this is it for you. This is it? Yeah, the last so dance. This is, so this is, exactly, it's the last dance, which means – this is the year you guys got to go out and win a national title. For sure. No, for sure. I mean, you know, you'll come back, right? You're gonna come be one back. Of, you'll be one of the leaders next year, I would assume. I'll take the reins next year. There you go. I like that. And he's <laughs> seeing it with a big smile on his face, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but, no, this is, this is the year it's got to happen for you two.
5: Yeah, no, most definitely. I think, especially with the, the recruits we got this year to convince to play, um, I think this is definitely one of the years where we felt the strongest. We felt like we could win every game. So, what do you mean by recruit? You guys actually went out and recruited players to be a part of this team? Uh, most definitely, we ah. hit we, we, we hit the transfer portal hard. We looked at the NBA level, the D three level, and the JUCO level, and luckily we were able to hit at each and every one of those. You know,
0: did you go into the transfer portal and try and grab managers that were looking to go someplace else for a chance to win?
5: You know, yes and no. We wanted people that wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted guys that that were bought into UTEP. So we looked in-house first, looked at their playing careers. You know, are they a fit for us? Are they a fit for the Golden Boys? Right. And then after that scene, you know, if, if they actually fit on the court. It, it's a long process.
0: It sounds like it. But would you say that the difference in this season was when you happened to pick up a particular five-five Dynamo who suddenly wanted to ball and, 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 and have a little extra, extra time on the court?
5: I, I think so. I think that was the turning point. I think, you know— I can, Ernesto Noah, and myself we all worked the phones hard on that one and yeah. and, and try to convince him to come and you know eventually you know it's hard to say no to the pick you know it's hard to say no so It is
0: it it really is now uh when I first heard that um, uh, that coach Earl Boykins was involved I figured he was coaching you and that was, that was our thoughts but when you told me uh, before you guys started the interview that there's a bunch of former D1 players that are playing in this league, this sounds ultra-competitive, guys. It really does.
6: It,
7: it gets really competitive, honestly. So, I I'd mean, say our most intense game was the Battle of I-10 against Mexico State.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Are they also ranked in the top 25?
7: They're not. They. I, I'm, not, I'm not keeping up with
6: them, so I'm not sure why they're not. Mm-hmm. But uh, No, they're not top Solid 10. Solid team, though. Oh, solid team.
0: Yeah, i got to give them atmosphere. credit. Uh, now, you guys play home and home with them? We did. We did. All right. What was the toughest battle? Was it the Haskins Center or the game over at the Pan Am?
6: The game over at the, at the at the Pan Am. I think there was a concert going on, so we didn't play in the Pan Am, so we played in their practice gym. Yeah. They, they had a bunch of people there. They had assistant coaches, really? play, players there supporting them.
0: Tell me about how that game went down. What happened?
6: Uh, it was a battle from the, from, the, from the beginning. So yeah, we were just back and forth and then. Did you we, guys,
0: were you guys winning the whole game, or were you trailing? We
7: actually had a 20-point lead. You you had a 20-point lead? lead? We had a 20-point lead. We came out of the gates pretty hot. Right. They battled their way back. They are coached by Teddy Allen. Oh, he that's was, good. No, he he's, was their he's coach. Got some, he's got some experience. Yeah, yeah, so they battled back, and it was back-and-forth game, and then Earl Boykin's time. Just give him the ball,
0: get out the way.
5: Is that what happened here, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, you know, at a certain point in the game, you kind of just have to let your players take over, let your stars, you know, shine out, and... You know, I think all three of us we're humble enough to know, you know, we don't need the rock in our hands at that at that point of the game. You know, uh, let's go win a basketball game. So were you guys winning at the time when Boykins took over? No. No, we were down by by eight or six, and I mean they had at least twenty people in there, so it was it was a tough environment for us to go into and pull it out. Okay, so wait, you're down by six points or eight points, late in the
0: game. What does Boykins tell you basically when you guys know you need baskets?
5: That's that's the crazy thing. He doesn't say anything. We get, we just give him the ball and get out the way. We know, you know. We know we we've played enough pickup with him to be like, hey, you know, just give him the ball, get out the way. Don't even go set a screen. Whatever he can matchup, do it on his own. Whatever he matchup he has, he yeah. likes. Oh really? <laughs> oh, really? It's it's got to be something to watch, right? I mean, I, speaking for myself, after that game, I was like, oh wow, like okay. Like, he just took over. That was it. Yeah, there, like there's another does level he, to it. Does
0: he play defense? Yes. Or is he
5: mostly just an offensive machine? No, no, no. Both ends. Both ends. Oh, he really? He does. You can't, you can't play for the Golden Boys
0: and just be offensive. That, I would assume that, that that he will not put his name on this team if it was just offense. he exactly. have to play defense. Exactly. I mean, both ways. starts from the top. Oh, man. This is interesting. All right. I like this. Now, by the way, has, has he played in every game so far this year? Uh, um, I
5: think he Winkins? missed one game. He,
6: he's missed. He missed two games. One when he was when he was when he was sick. Okay. And the other one at, at the pit. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. He just, I guess he just didn't. He wasn't feeling it. Did You
0: guys win that game or no? Yeah,
6: we won at the pit. Oh, you see, you beat him without him. Yeah, we did.
7: He was on load management that game.
0: Oh, was he really? Okay, he that's important. Load management with a guy like that, you want to make sure he's fresh for the mm-hmm. for the tournament. That's important. And I'm assuming now, how many CUSA teams are in the uh, in this league?
5: Probably maybe like more than half probably okay.
6: it's it's, you, it's kind of like you, you, you never know like. yeah you
5: really don't know like we, we usually to get a game mm-hmm. you have to wait for for the team to get into your city and then from then we just kind of either DM them on Instagram or we already have their number right or something of that nature and then just be like hey do you guys want to play the night before and You know, like, for example, like on a Thursday game, like all day Wednesday, we'll kind of be like, hey, do we have a game? Do we have a game? Like, what time is it at? You know, kind of going back and forth and then it kind of comes together last minute and, you know, you play the game.
0: So, like, I'm looking right now at the latest manager games top 10, okay? Florida is the top team in the country, followed by Penn State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Charleston Southern somehow got in there. And then there's UTEP 6, Alabama, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Kent State. So right now you are the top ranked team in the conference. You're leading conference USA and you have a legit shot at getting into the final four. But here's my question. Since you're talking about schools like Michigan, Penn State from the big uh, Big Ten, Florida from the SEC, Notre Dame, um, what do they play? A C C Ball? Is that what is that what Notre Dame is? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So how do you guys try and and battle them in? In the tournament to have a shot at going to the final four, Ernesto. So the way the tournament works is, so that ranking they put out last week was just of
6: teams that are qualified for the tournament. Okay. So at 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 number six in the country will be a two seed.
0: You're a two seed for the yeah, tournament. For the, for the
6: tournament, yeah. It's a full 64-team tournament. Oh, really? It is. Oh, you
0: guys are a two seed. That's nice. So this is actually, we'll, we'll play 64 down to four. Just like just like the NCAA just tournament. Just like the NCAA tournament. All right, hang on. i got to get to a break. This is fascinating. Adrian, Um, I, I have so many questions, Adrian. Me too. I have a so lot of questions. So many questions. Okay, we're going to come back more with the Golding Boys as we continue here on Sports Talk. But first, let's go to Charlie One and get a traffic update. You know... We've interviewed Troy Aikman this week. We had Aaron and Alvin Jones uh, earlier in the show. This could be the most interesting interview we've done in 2022. We've got the UTEP managers with us, the Golden Boys. They're ranked sixth in the country. They're a two-seed as we get ready for the round of 64 in the uh, college basketball manager uh, tournament. And they're with us right now. We've got uh, three of them here. Eddie's with us, Ernesto's with us, and Noah is here as well. A couple of senior leaders and a junior who's ready to come back next year and and get it done. Adrian, uh, we learned a lot in the first part of the show.
1: Yeah, we really did. I, I mean, we know that these guys work behind the scenes. They do a great job with this UTEP men's basketball program. Uh, we did not know the full extent of the manager games that no. go on behind closed doors, and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we get a chance to promote these guys.
0: As a member of the media for the last 27 years, can I watch one of these games, or am I not allowed to come and, and watch a manager game?
6: Uh, you are allowed, but I don't think we're going to play any more games because... If we would, we were playing North Texas tonight, but yeah. I don't think we're gonna play them.
0: Why they don't? They want no part of you.
6: I think it was a consensus between all of us where we were, where we wanted to play Rice on on Wednesday night mm-hmm. to kind of end the season there. Okay, since it would, it would be it would be a good win if we won.
5: Yeah,
0: I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So does North Texas have a team that plays in the manager games?
6: They do, but we weren't able to play over there. We we were busy, you know, doing yeah. all the
0: people don't understand this. Okay, so as much as you guys want to play games, you have a job to do. So ultimately, the only way you're getting a chance to play is if the schedules work out and all of your work is done on both sides. So you guys have a chance to 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 play a little hoop.
5: Well, the games—that's why the the moniker "manager games" is famous. But also, the games are like late at night, the day before. Like, I think on Wednesday we had a nine forty-five tip. Uh, most times you're playing at ten, ten thirty. I mean, it's till midnight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wow, they're late because, like, for example, if we're home, like we're at the discretion of them, and most of the time it's like, oh, I mean, our coach wants to watch film at eight thirty, and I don't know how long, and then if it's our end, it's like, oh, well, you know, we just got out of practice, I gotta set up this, collect mm-hmm. clothes, or something like that. So they're they're late at night, but you know, they're they're worth it in the end.
0: That sounds good, guys. I'm impressed.
5: All right, so how many games have you played this
0: year to get to that number six ranking?
6: When we played Rice on Wednesday, that was our tenth game of the year. Okay, so we were finishing off finishing off the season eight and two.
0: Nice. Did you guys beat
6: Kansas? Oh, we weren't able to play Kansas
5: because we played them in Kansas City. Yeah. So they didn't have a. Uh, we tried. We tried to get that game. That would have been fun. But they uh, they're in the T Mobile Center, so okay. they don't really have you know control over playing there.
0: Biggest win so far this season for you. You're eight and two. What's the biggest win so far for the Golden Boys?
6: I would say when we play at Charlotte, that's one of our biggest wins. They, they only had like two managers on staff, and they were playing with
0: with three walk ons. Oh my god! So this is this is getting crazier what? and crazier. So, but the whole idea of this is to be managers. So if you're talking about a team that's got two managers and the rest of them are walk ons, you're playing against D1 athletes.
6: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is that one of the walk ons at Charlotte is Tony Bennett's son. Oh
7: my god! It's All an right. interesting way that we found out too. Uh, it was the next day in the warm ups and we're rebounding and we see the the individuals that we played the night before in, in game jerseys and oh. so you, had no, so you had
0: no idea when you were playing them in the manager games uh who they were. No idea. So you guys beat a bunch of walk ons on, on a on a d on a
6: D one team in a game. Correct. And the crazy thing was that game we were down by twelve with I think like five or four minutes left. Yeah. And it was it was another Earl Boykins and takeover.
5: It sounds like it. Like Call the, ro- yeah, he called the timeout, and we just got into the huddle. and All right, let's go in. But we were, we were done doing cardio, running back and forth. It was time to go win the game.
0: Man, I can't wait to talk to Earl Boykins after the season's over. That man is a machine, isn't he? He really is. When I first met him, we were talking about his NBA career. This is long before he started playing with you guys. And I mean, I'm just thinking, man, he's, he looked like he could still ball. He was super competitive. Talked about that with us, how he loves to play and still loves to play. And I'm, I'm sure he's enjoying this as much as you guys are because he's getting an opportunity to still keep it going and hoop all these, you know, after all these years.
5: Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, he always he always tells us, you know, get a good little run in. I mean, that's the reason we play pickup. You know, we try to play pickup as much as we can after work, five, six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, he definitely loves it. We keep on doing it. I mean, it helps us stay in shape and get active, too, because oh, yeah. those games get intense sometimes.
0: I watched him play with Eastern Michigan here years ago when he came in and just went nuts in that uh, basketball. It was the Sun Bowl tournament he mm-hmm. came in here. And, I mean, he's, he put on a show then so yep. the fact that he's still putting on the show today is, is, is pretty remarkable, guys. It, it really is. So um, let's talk about this for a second. So we have 64 teams. Um, are there different regions? Are you guys going to have to travel? What are we talking about as far as how this tournament's going to go? So they try to pair us up where we have played teams that are close to us. So if Arizona
6: qualifies, they're going to be on our side of the bracket. Okay. But obviously that's not always the case. We can go and play. So the way we advance in the tournament is fifty percent from our KPI score, which, like I said, I have no idea how they calculate it, but it's just there. Mm-hmm. And fifty percent is from fan vote. So in order for us to to advance, we get we need to get a lot of voting. Like last year, the elite the elite A matchup, there was like fifty thousand, forty thousand votes.
5: Really, which is crazy to me. because yeah, you get those big ten and SEC schools in it, and and they're just it's fandom.
0: Yeah. That's wild, guys. So, it was, so how, we get, how are we going to start stuffing the ballots and voting for you?
5: Follow our account. Follow That's our account. it? It's just following the Twitter account? Follow us. See our retweets. When our matchup comes up, vote for us. Okay. Yeah. So, so it'll need... be
1: like a poll thing on Twitter?
0: Yes, it's a, it's exactly. It's a Twitter poll. It's a Twitter poll through your account, or is it through the manager account? Through the manager game's account. So we vote for you, even before the game is played. And yeah. then if you win, it boosts your stock that much more? Well, if, if, we, if we win, yes, it does. But, but I don't think we're going to be able to play any games unless it's the Final Four. Oh, so what you're saying is, at this point, now the season's over, it's all about voting. This hmm. is The games are over. Whoever gets the mo- so now it's a popularity contest. And yes. whoever gets the most votes will get to play in the Final Four. Yeah. Correct. so— it, Okay, it, that's all I got to say. So now, now it's our job to absolutely get this thing to go viral and get you guys to have the whole city turn out and start voting for you. Ex- okay. Exactly. Adrian, we know we we have work to do, Adrian. Yeah, now, see, we look. definitely do. They've done their job. They're ranked 6th or 2 seed. Now it's our job to make sure that we get everybody in this town to go vote for them.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to keep uh, the manager, the UTEP manager's uh, Twitter handle on hand, and as soon as these matchups go on on social media, we'll have to push this like crazy on our end. So we'll we'll help you guys out. We we're
0: all on board on this. All right. First off, first thing we got to do is this, okay? And this is important, guys. Follow everybody. Go out there and follow um, the uh, UTEP managers because it's at UTEP managers. That's the first thing. So first thing you do right now, follow at UTEP Managers. That's these guys. Let's get them a follow. And then follow at ManagerGames underscore because that's the account that's tweeting everything that's involving all the manager games that's going to be played here uh, this whole season, including the round of 64. Yes, sir. Okay. That's easy. We got that part done. I'm excited for you guys because I, re- I, wa- I want you guys to be in the Final Four. That would be amazing if you get a chance to go and, and, and play in the Final Four, right? Yeah, that would, that, would be, that would be amazing, like you said. I don't think there's been a, a mid-major conference
6: ever in the Final Four. It's usually almost the same schools, Big Ten schools, SEC schools going to the Final Four. Yeah.
7: It, it's important to keep in mind also that a lot of these Power Five schools, it's just three of us here at UTEP in the Power Five school, they average about 10 to 15 managers on that staff.
0: Do they really? Yes, easily. ten to fifteen managers, and it's just you guys are the you guys are the three managers on the staff, right? So who else is on the team besides Boykins? Who else is helping you guys out and playing? So our, our two GAs always come out; they're always ready to go. They like they they both played in
6: college, so they just recently like just retired, I guess, in yeah. a way. So they're in good shape. By the way, that, how tall are they? Oh, so I think Jow is about six three, six four, and Nick is about six
0: four as well. Okay wait wait, uh, Gilles is playing with you guys De- no De- no, con- no Giles or oh, Giles. you yeah, so have there's there's a Giles and a Gilles. okay, that makes sense. Yes
1: Can Gilles play with you?
0: Why um, not? They've got other walk-ons that have been playing <laughs> on these other teams. why exactly. can't Gilles get up there
5: and start playing with you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he can he, he
0: can ball hes, he's he, listen he's still very
5: active. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. He could play, but we we try to keep it. Coaches we try to keep it. We try to we try to stay faithful to what Manager Games outlines.
0: Fair enough. So, because it says here, here's what it says. Uh, manager Games on Twitter. Sometimes they let the managers play. That's their that is their motto. Well, hopefully, in this they let you guys. Play. So there's so there's three of you compared to like 15 on bigger schools, mm.
5: and then you got some of the grad assistants, and then obviously Coach Boykins, and then uh, and then we get. Uh, coach Spriggs, uh, Brian mm-hmm. Spriggs, as well. Okay. And then uh, sometimes we'll get uh, our athletic trainer Andrew play or Coach Carver, our,
7: our player development coach.
5: Has uh, Colin Deaver play with you guys at all this season? He
0: has not. No. no. All right. You guys know who Colin is. Yes. yes I do. All right. Have you guys uh, scrimmaged against Colin because he's he can still ball?
5: Uh, I don't think I don't think we've had the chance to. All
0: right. Would you, like would you guys like to would you guys like to Colin to put together like a team of media guys just to give you guys a chance to stay fresh during the season so you can get a little extra ball before between the games? Oh, we'd love that. All right. Sounds good. So we can do that, AJ. Maybe, maybe we can put together a uh, little uh, media workout team for these guys so they can uh, start pounding on the media before they get ready for their big games. Yeah, I'll
1: come off the bench and uh, and, and hand water out to everybody. So there you go. There yeah, go, now
0: you're you're competitive, definitely. Right? I love,
1: I love playing pickup hoops. I I, love I
0: I'd probably get hurt. I haven't played in so many years right now. I don't even know what would happen to me, but it would be fun. I'll tell you that much. I I love it, guys. So when will so as far as the round of sixty four. The voting won't start until the week the actual tournament starts. Is that correct? Yeah. So e- each day of the week is each round of the tournament. So th-
6: they get up all the votes and they say, oh, so whoever wins a Twitter poll and their KPI score, they advance. And the next day, the round of 32 will happen. Okay. And then... Round of 16, Elite
0: 8, and an Ultimate Final Four. Well, yeah, because they need to do it fast to give you guys time to plan your travel accommodations because they don't want to just make it worth three days later. You guys got to go. This, that, that's a big deal. You got to make sure you have time to go to the Final Four. Exactly. exactly. Where you get to play on the actual court itself or one of the side courts? What are they going to do?
7: On the festivities that they have for the Final Four, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with it, but it's similar to the Super Bowl experience. They'll have a big convention center, okay. and they'll have activities that weekend. So they'll set up a... a a, a court. full-size court there. And
0: you know, that's the court you guys will be playing on. Yes. All right. That sounds cool. I like this, guys. This is amazing. Do they have a, t- a trophy if you win the national championship? They do.
6: They have a manager games trophy that they walk up and just give it to you, and you take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And you're crowned champions for that year. That's awesome. Who was
0: last year's champion?
6: So the, I think the last time they had it was 2019, which was the last time we had a normal Final Four. Yep. And I believe Illinois won it.
0: Okay. So Illinois, and that's been like three years. So it's because it's COVID's lasted for quite a while right now. It ruined 2020 and then 2021. And now here we are in 2022. Yes. All right. Come back more with the Golden Boys as we continue here on Sports Talk 33 Pass. Let's go to Adrian and get one last Sports Center update thank you very much. Shame to hear the story about Chapin going down in defeat to Timberview today, 83-56. That second half was not what Chapin wanted since they were down to 10 at the break, hoping to have K.J. Lewis go off in the second half. That was not the story, Adrian, all Timberview in this one.
1: Yeah, Timberview, uh, they stormed out in the third quarter. They never looked back. They never relinquished the lead. Uh, Timberview just uh, stormed over this Chapin Huskies team, and their season ends for back-to-back years in the Sweet 16.
0: Man, it's too bad. It really is. But still, great season, and now we got to hope that Americas can win today and keep that thing alive.
1: Hey, Americas has only lost two games all year, so maybe they're the team.
0: Uh, let's hope so. So that's also coming up here in, in just a few. All right. Uh, we got uh, the UTEP managers with us right now, the Golden Boys, as we continue here on Sports Talk talking about their season, 8-2. and two. Now it's up to all of us. Fan voting combined with KPI will be the difference maker. And um, the KPI rankings, I was trying to get the database, but I couldn't get this thing rolling. How are you guys right now in the KPI rankings? Are you sixth or are you better? No, so we're probably like twenty five
6: because they, they include the KPI from teams that are also not qualified for the tournament. So a like a.